and welcome to the Spirit of the Endeavor. I'm Jamaica Zogelman. And I'm Kodiak Julian. And we're back with a whole new episode in which we shall discuss beauty, mystery, and the sublime in everyday life. As we do. As we do. At the top of our show, we talk about something that is awesome possum. So Jamaica, what's awesome possum to you right now? Satisfaction. And more and more, I am having to remind myself and get comfortable with the idea that satisfaction is not a thing that I will someday have once I check everything off my list. Oh, man. Because lists grow and change as we grow and change. Yeah. And if I just keep looking forward and keep putting off a sense of like being enough mm. and being just completely content until I have achieved what I need to achieve, that's just never going to happen. So while I'm not throwing out the growth mindset, I I need to just not, not wait to feel fully satisfied with myself and my life. I need to feel it now, even as I'm looking for things that I could do better or things that I could do more of or less of. Satisfaction is a worthy goal as well as a way that I want to travel this journey. I hear what you're saying in theory, <laughs> and I'm totally mystified with how, how do you achieve this? Like, how, how, how do you get satisfied? I think as cheesy as it sounds, a really effective way for me is just like counting my blessings and thinking about how far I've come on, you know, all different fronts of my, my personal life and journey that I've, you know... <laughs> sort of halfway raised some mm-hmm. pretty beautiful kids and and that's going well that I've tried things and I've been brave mm-hmm. and I have been a good friend you know yeah I, I will continue to need to work on all these things I'm not done being a friend or a member of my community or a parent but I can be satisfied with myself because I'm doing a good enough job and I am mm-hmm. good enough it makes the things that I do labors of love rather than things that I do to atone for the fact that I'm not good enough yet. Mm. I'm not trying to make up a deficiency if I can be satisfied with where I am and who I am now. Then I'm just doing some more cool things. (laughs) We never know how long our lives are going to be. And I don't ever want to stop growing and changing and learning. But I kind of trust myself enough by this point in my life to do that. Mm. I think that I will grow and change and learn without needing to tell myself every day, for the love of God, grow and change and learn. <laughs> like it's, it's built into me. And I wouldn't want my life to end tomorrow or in a week or in a month feeling like there was a big emptiness I was still scrounging to fill. Mm. So I'm just going to be satisfied. <laughs> wow. I'm impressed. <laughs> Thank you. Next up on our show, we talk about something we would like to try. So, Kodiak, what would you like to try? So, we live in not only a gorgeous part of the world, but a gorgeous area that has a lot of rivers in it. Mm-hmm. And recently, because of some drives up into the mountains, I've been having that chance to see the incredible view of 
rivers in the sunlight with trees mm. all around them and sometimes seeing people standing in the rivers and fishing or people who are enjoying the rivers as a swimming hole or just a place to picnic beside and so yeah. i would like to try some appreciating the rivers more time Ooh. especially in the sun and enjoying the trees on either side and and i guess pretending that we're in a river runs through it except that no, it's, it's really here and, and it's in our own backyard and yeah. I need to enjoy that a lot more. Yeah, I, I grew up on a river and rivers are very, mm. that very much screams home to me in my brain. So yeah, I hear you with the the way that the trees make a little sort of tunnel for the water to go through and that unique V-shaped topography that rivers carve into the land. It's all very aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> And there's there's something incredible about the things that it does just to your your physical energy just mm-hmm. on on a summer's day when there's the hot sunlight mm-hmm. and and that intensity and the cold water at mm-hmm. the same time and that that mixed up feeling inside yeah. of your body and it's exhilarating and exhausting and cleansing yeah. and I I need to embrace this. When there's always a wonderful sound, there's always a wonderful smell. Oh, yeah. And I think that plays into it, too, that rivers, are they just feed your senses so much. Yeah, there are a lot of cottonwoods around here that tend to grow by the rivers. And That's they have true. such a distinctive smell. And yeah. uh, it, it, mm-hmm. it tells you you're near water whenever you smell that. Yeah. So it's been fun as we head into the hills, identifying like, oh, that is a swimming hole for some really hot day Ooh. later this year. So you've got some spots lined up. Yeah, indeed we do. <gasps> How interesting. Coming up, it's Professor Fix-It, but first a word from our sponsor. Don't you hate it when this happens? You've spent the day cooking an Instagram-worthy meal, set the table with actual plates, and just as your guests are about to comment on your amazing homemade kombucha, Oh, what a cute cat! What is she? Oh, good heavens! You're all cuddled up on the couch with your sweetheart. You aim for a selfie to show the whole world how much you're in love when... What's that in the background? Is he licking his... Ew! How many times has your cat's attention to personal hygiene extended beyond what is normally considered tactful behavior? Ruining meals? Creating awkward social interactions? Waking you from a sound sleep with the telltale sound of a tongue slurping fur? Making you wish you'd chosen a different time to read that Neruda poem to your beloved? But now you can hold your cat to manners and decorum with Chastacat, a stylish and discreet line of cat bikinis. While the top resembles your ordinary cat bikini, the bottom is designed to taste and smell like all of your cat's least favorite flavors, from hot pepper to essence of UPS man. And our full line of bikini cuts and colors will flatter any feline form. Your kitten will feel feminine and free in the Kitty in Pink Ensemble, while your tomcat will be the most dapper cat on the block in the Kitten on the Ritz, a black silk two-piece with coordinating hat and monocle. 
Your free spirit cat is sure to love the feline groovy, a tie-dye and fringe bikini. For the one-eared bruiser in your life, try the Are You Talking to Meow? A leather and chain apparatus so that your cat only looks bad behaved. The modest cat in your life will enjoy the perfectly prim, an ankle-length suit with an adjustable tail cover. Cats who've spent a little too much time sitting in the box may prefer the fluffy, a full-figure model with slimming panels, an elastic waistband, and a little skirt to hide those thighs. And for cats who prefer a natural look, try the new dude, a cat hair suit made from what you've swept off the living room floor last summer. Now, by putting my cat in a cucumber-flavored bathing suit, I don't have to worry about what my boss may see in the background of our teleconference. My cat keeps her tongue where it belongs, thanks to the chastity cat line of fashionable feline loungewear and lick deterrent. Spirit of the Endeavor listeners will have the option to receive a choice of a complimentary falconer's glove to help you put your cat in his loungewear, or a Wild America-style tranquilizer dart. Chasty cat, that's not what tongues are for. Paid for by the Coalition to Blur Out All the Nipples on Renaissance Paintings. And now it's time for Professor Fix-It, in which we talk about something that we would like to figure out. So Jamaica, what do you have for the Professor to Fix today? What I have is mom guilt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, About so many things. (laughs) (laughs) I have three kids who all have their birthdays very close together, Mm. uh, which means we can just do one big party. But it also means that all of their presents are very... It is easy for them to compare them. And when I say they, I really mostly mean me because they (laughs) just want what they want. You know, they have a thing that they think would be a fun present or a fun gift. And so I tried it as much as I can. If that's the thing that they want, then they can get it for their birthday. But my guilt comes from the fact that so often there's a big disparity in like how cool I think that gift is or how expensive it was or how fancy or high quality it is. So that if one kid is like, I want uh, an inflatable beach toy and some chapstick and that's like what he wants. And another kid ends up getting a digital camera. (laughs) I'm sitting here wringing my hands feeling really awful about it, (laughs) even if that's what they wanted to get. Mm. So, I don't know. Talk me through this, Professor. (laughs) So, you're feeling like the value that you would put on the gifts, whether it's the the coolness or the money that goes Mm -hmm. into it. Yeah, and really mostly the coolness, but, you know, (laughs) there's a bit of all of that thrown in there. Is is playing into the actual value and some level of of, uh, what you're giving to your kids on an emotional level. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. And I know, like, I would counsel someone else that it's not about what you want to give to somebody. It's about what they they would like to get. Mm -hmm. And yet, it's I'm not able to take my own advice fully on this when I feel like the, you know, the kids with simple tastes are getting ripped off. You know, it is funny how it is way more satisfying to give a gift when you feel like it's a super cool gift, regardless mm-hmm. of what the recipient thinks and feels. Yes. 
Well, and then there's also the element of when my, especially my littlest, thinks big and has a big grand idea, it's like, I can't get you a robot dog. <laughs> like, that's what he really wants, and I can't get that for him. So his like backup mm-hmm. items are the inflatable beach toy <laughs> and the chapstick. There's nothing in between. Right. I think also he wanted all of his friends to get together and have a race. Aww. So, yeah. I mean, sweet, awesome, yes, I will do these things for you. Mm. But uh, I need, like, a mantra I can say or a thing where I can hear Kodiak's voice in my head saying the really helpful thing you're going to say in a soundbite where I can feel happy. Well, what is, to you, what is the purpose of giving gifts to your kids? <sighs> to know that the world is full of interesting things and sometimes they can have them. Hey, there you go. The world is full of interesting things, and sometimes they can have them. <laughs> I like that a lot. That's a really good reason for giving gifts. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're good at your job, Professor. <laughs> Next up, it's time for Elementary, my dear, in which we talk about something we have figured out. So, Kodiak, what is elementary to you? It is elementary to have a game backpack Packed and ready in the car in case of emergencies. <laughs> Game emergencies. <laughs> yes, this is why we're friends. I'm like, I can immediately imagine like six scenarios. <laughs> so we've reached this really cool point in my son Ender's life in which mm-hmm. he's old enough to start learning how to play cards. It's like mm-hmm. card games that are not just war, but like actually right. interesting. Where there are rules. <laughs> <laughs> and where he's interested in playing some other kinds of games that are like pretty simple and portable but are like actually fun for the whole family mm-hmm. instead of the fake kind of fun for the whole family which you mean is Candyland. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is not fun for the whole family. No, it's the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, because it was the end of the school year recently, mm-hmm. we were just hitting this point of like my ambitions to do any sort of like life maintenance were or absolutely oh, yeah. gone. And like <laughs> 100% of my energy was going into the classroom, which meant we'd hit those points being like, what are we doing for dinner? We're going out again. And it was terribly irresponsible, but it was, it turned like this irresponsible act into sort of a holiday if we had a game bag with us and we could play something that didn't require a whole lot of brains and energy because Mm -hmm. I had none to give. But (laughs) we could do something where we were entertained together. And so now, as summer has now started and we are making these trips into the mountains, if we're, Mm. you know, stop somewhere on the way back game backpack is with us and we can play a round of cards a round of timeline or set and it's so much fun to have this simple form of entertainment that we can share with each other that is really cool i'd also like to draw your attention to the fact that you are sitting 1.5 feet away from a skipbo deck (laughs) because card games are awesome coming up it's the cosmic swirl but first a (laughs) check-in had been very excited to get to participate in Yakima Pride this year. And my check-in is that I did not participate in Yakima Pride this year. Boo! It is boo. I instead dealt with a big major computer crash wherein a lot, no, all of my digital files for my art business were temporarily 
lost and inaccessible, and we were not sure if we were going to get any of them back. Oh, jeez. And so Avery is wonderful, and he has friends who are computer geniuses, and with their powers combined, we now have... The, the files are saved and on an external hard drive, which I don't want to get into it. It might be messing with the computer, so I can't actually get to them, but they're there. So goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Big relief. Um, but that did mean that I wasn't able to get any prints made. Mm. My energy was completely wrapped up in this, like, kind of, you know, moderate crisis. Yeah. And I backed out at the last minute mm. and felt like a jerk. But it was a good opportunity also for me to put into practice the thing that I've said before on the show, which is that I don't have to do a thing just because I've said that I will do a thing, which Mm -hmm. sounds awful. But, you know, the thing I need to remember is that my health and my family and my sanity have top priority. So if I have to say, sorry, guys, I had every intention of doing this when I said yes to it. And now the reality is big fat no. And that really stinks. Mm -hmm. That that happens. Yeah. And the world didn't come to a halt. Mm -hmm. And no one was mad at me. And it was fine. So I was disappointed. Mm -hmm. But I'll try again next year. Yeah. With my files! Next, it's time for the cosmic swirl in which we talk about the big, mysterious aspects of our lives. So, Kodiak, what is cosmic swirly to you? So, we are recording this episode on the eve of the summer solstice. Yes, we are. And this is Midsummer Night's Dream Night, right? Oh my goodness, is it really? Well, because it happens mostly in the spring, which I thought was the interesting thing about the name of that play. Because <laughs> then when they, it's only when they wake up that it's summer. Oh, wow. Well, no wonder why I feel so tired and, uh, and, and, and thinking a lot of thoughts about animals. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is what is happening. <laughs> so I remember being a teenager and thinking like, oh, wouldn't it be so cool to do something for solstice? And and I remember friends having these like very dead poet society kinds of thoughts about being like, yeah, we should like meet in a cave somewhere and do like a, a, a thing. And <laughs> it always seemed like very daunting and also like what day actually is the solstice. And so now it's really amazing to know when it is. Yeah. And, and I'm about to take off tomorrow and go be in the woods with a bunch of women doing a thing for That's the solstice. I amazing. don't even know what. It's <laughs> amazing is what it is. It's amazing. And it's, it, there, there's, there's something amazing about the idea of different cultures from different times in human history recognizing these dates that have to do with the relationship between the earth and the sun and recognizing it in different sorts of ways mm-hmm. that is is very unifying yeah. and and the fact that people have figured this out so long ago you know yeah. when the longest and shortest days are and and how to do cool things with light and shadows and mm-hmm. create significance out of it is is really wonderful yeah. you know if you are spending a lot of time outdoors and in touch with natural cycles even now like how obvious it gets mm-hmm. that like it's getting really light for a lot of the hours <laughs> yeah and and the way that as you said different cultures recognize that whether it was mathematically mm-hmm. or 
in a way that personified the light, like this, you know, this god or this person or this visitor who wouldn't leave. Like, <laughs> just, you know, giving that summer light an entity and, and you know, making it someone that you could talk about and mm-hmm. tell stories about. That's, uh, that's pretty cool that we get to still participate in that today. Yeah. I do wish I felt a greater sense of personal significance of what it meant for me besides the general panic of the passage of time, which I'm I'm so good at that. Um, And this year in particular, it's like, well, I've really lost all of my chances at spring because I just worked Mm. so hard during spring instead of feeling like I was just deep in it, enjoying it, which had been my intention. And it just just didn't pan out. And Mm. maybe I can resolve to just deeply enjoy summer I I I don't know but it it feels like it ought to have some greater level of of personal significance besides regret about time because Mm. I deserve to let my life be more interesting than that all the time (laughs) you need satisfaction is what you need that is what I mean (laughs) I feel like there's a song about someone not being able to get no satisfaction (laughs) (laughs) I I like celebrating the summer solstice with things that that really conjure up that feeling of it being bright and hot and we'll often have like a little fire in the backyard Mm. and I do this on the winter solstice as well Mm. you know throwing things into the fire that I just need to be transformed into something else whether it's something bigger and more and better or Mm. something out of my life away from here Mm. I can I can use the fire as a transformation point and then one of my favorite personal rituals on the solstice, the summer solstice, is going outside and reading as late as I can in the natural light. Oh, that's lovely. And almost every year, it's, I mean, because <laughs> it's the sun going down at the same time every year, it's, uh, you know, about 9.46 is when I give up. 9.46, it's so specific. Yeah, it's like, I can't, I can't read anymore. My <laughs> eyes are killing me. <laughs> well, I think what... I would like to invite into my life with this solstice as as this has been an intention, the summer that is intentionally far less scheduled than Mm -hmm. the summers of the last 10 years have been Mm -hmm. uh, because I've just driven myself so hard to to really finding out what my upper limits of uh, effort are. (laughs) High, they're high. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, apparently so is, is I think, um, just a sense of ease mm-hmm. for a little while. Just letting time be a bit more spacious yeah. and a bit easier. And so maybe inviting that in. That's beautiful. And again, I'm like, there's a summer song about the living being easy. <laughs> <laughs> but that seems less cheeky and more actually appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> now we like to take a hard turn toward everybody's favorite segment, I Can't Believe I Stuck My Hand In There, in which we talk about things that are less beautiful, mysterious, and sublime. So, Jamaica, where have you been sticking your hand? Oh, I thought I wasn't. I thought I was being cool. (laughs) I went to a concert with my friend, and to be able to just go out without children and listen to live music, and rock out, I guess, is probably a dorky way to say it, but Mm -hmm. it was such a huge deal, and we felt 
awesome. We were dancing and hopping around and really did think we were quite cool. And then at the end of the evening, one of the bandmates... Um, friends, I think it was a sister, comes over and wants to talk to us, and we're just feeling very, very cool now. Mm-hmm. And there's this 18-year-old girl who goes, you two are just adorable. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> was be cool. Like, wrong compliment. Take it back. <laughs> it's just that, that sense of absolute indignation. <laughs> um, yeah, it has just shown... Yet again, as so many things in my life have shown, that cool is not a thing that I do, apparently. (laughs) But enthusiasm, yes, that I can do. (laughs) And it's totally changed my outlook on calling little old ladies adorable, because maybe they don't like that. And finally, we like to end our show with gratitudes. So, Kodiak, what are you grateful for this week? I am grateful for pie. And in particular this week, I am really grateful for this rhubarb raspberry strawberry pie that I made and did not burn. And, and did not share with me. I had a good <laughs> I, I know, it just sounds so good right now. It was so good. It, it, was, it was really one of my best pies that I've made and I'm very pleased. Wow, best pies you've made. That's a really high bar. Well, usually my pie making is, you know, there's a spirit in my endeavor. But, you know, anytime you personal best on anything, I mean, and pie, what a worthy cause. (laughs) What are you grateful for? I'm grateful for swimming pools. Yeah. I I didn't value the noble swimming pool uh, (laughs) as much as I do now uh, growing up where it just wasn't that hot. And now that I live in a climate that gets very hot and have three little kids who I'm not absolutely terrified to have near water, the joy that they get out of swimming on a hot day is just Mm. so wonderful. And their movement is so free and to get them, to get to see them like take flying leaps into things and know that it's just gonna be fine. Like Mm. you don't get a lot of that on land. Mm. And then of course afterwards, they're all like sunbaked and tired and floppy and bedtime is easy because they're exhausted. It's the best tired feeling. (laughs) And we've just had so many cool opportunities recently that just sort of, you know, sprung up. Like, oh, hey, why don't you come to my pool randomly? That they've gotten to go to, like, a lot of different swimming pools just Mm. in the last week. And it's been so cool. (laughs) So I'm very grateful. Well, I'm feeling grateful for the kind of tiredness you only get when you've combined water and sunlight. It's a special kind of tired. It'll wipe you out, but it feels so nice. Yeah. Well, we are so grateful to you, dear listeners. Thank you so much for joining us in the spirit of the endeavor. And as always, it would sure help us out if you share the show with the kindred spirit, if you subscribe to the show or give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We would be a couple of grateful and satisfied ladies. (laughs) You can get in touch with us on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram, or email us, spiritoftheendeavor at gmail.com. And check out the website, www.spiritoftheendeavor.net, for photos, links, and vintage episodes. Thank you to 
freesound.org for our music. And as always, big thanks to our husbands for helping get kids into bed so that we can get together and record. This has been Spirit of the Endeavor on Summer Vacation at Last. I'm Cody Actually. I'm Jamaica Zilgelman. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Now, by putting my cat in a cucumber flake. Excuse me. (laughs) You can do it. (laughs) 